A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D., the Dead Pull Hitter, coming at you with another spring training notes from yesterday, March 2nd, 2023. Grayson Rodriguez threw two innings pitched, one walk, one K on 21 pitches. He threw 12 strikes. I'd like to see some more strikes in there. But seven swings, two whiffs for a 29% whiff percentage and a 33% CSW. Full Arsenal was on display. He hit 98.9 max, and he sat 97.9. If you check out my link to the website, you'll see the article I posted in the Pitch Illustrated show. The changeup and sliders to right-handed batters and four-seamers and curves versus the left-handed batters. He also had a couple of called balls that were, you know, borderline strikes. But I really liked his attack, and I think he's going to be really useful for you as long as you keep your expectations in check innings pitch-wise. But he should be a innings per-innings pitch monster. Jordan Westbrook batted fourth. He has played second, third, and short this year. He had one hard-hit ball yesterday. His top exit below this spring has been 108. We know the guns might be a little hot, a little cold, a little off. Doesn't matter. Looks like he's really ripping the ball hard. Um, and big prospect who's looking like he's getting spots to play everywhere. So just keep your... I'm sure he's on a lot of people's radars, but for draft champions, you might want to you know peek at this later on in the draft as someone who might bounce around, play different spots, and be really effective for you. Terran Vavra continues to get playing time. I think I noted on the last spring training notes that sometimes we just look at at-bats in spring training as a way of teams showing that they want to see what a player has. And obviously, because of the prospects that they have behind him, they kind of want to see what he can provide for them this season. He's getting a long run to do it. He batted fifth yesterday, playing second. He had batted first, second, and fifth. He had a triple yesterday with a walk. Uh, he had a 420-foot shot for a triple. So he's 6'11", 6'11", this spring training with a home run. Akiba Du, 0 for 4 at 4Ks. How you doing, huh? Just nothing changed. You look at where he's going right now in draft champions. He's going at 466 in the last 21 draft. That's baiting back three weeks. If you really need a speed source and you're thinking that he, if you project him to be a little better in terms of plate discipline, being able to cut down the Ks, I guess go for it, but I just think it's too risky. I think there's, I just think there's playing time there that can be had by other players that just might be a little better than him with the bat. But keep it, keep it tabs, keep it tabs on him. Spencer Talkton batted second. He has batted fifth, sixth, seventh, and second. He's one for eleven with four Ks. Tyler Nevin um, hit his second homer in as many days. This one off of Joey Krebiel. Yeah. Um, exactly. Four for ten, though, this spring training with two homers, five ribbies, one K, n no walks. Just keep a tab on him. I kind of think that that it's going to come down to, you know, him versus Nick Matan. But I'm I'm not really I'm not really sure that Tyler Nevin will be the winner of that playing time situation. He was good in the minor league Colorado system, um, was not great in Triple A Baltimore. In 2021, he had WRC plus of 86. His 2022 in AAA was a little better, 130 WRC plus, but that's a 25-year-old. To me, kind of comps like Connor Joe. They traded cash considerations for him, so I think the investment made in Nick Matan 
And the trade to get Malloy, who can be a third baseman outfielder, who can do damage with the bat, I think puts Nevin on. He has to play like this to maybe get some playing time going forward. To me, Matan has shown superior WRC plus and loud skills with the bat. Um, he pulled three barrels last year off a home run, and he can cover multi-positions, kind of like Nevin. But I think the trade for Gregory Soto and bringing Matan back shows that he should probably get the first look for playing time going forward. Just my opinion, though. Just how I read it. Um, the the Meadows brothers stayed hot. Austin Meadows and his brother Parker. Parker Meadows was one for three yesterday with a 423-foot blast for a home run. He's 4 for 10 this spring with two homers, 4 Ks, which is big, and no walks. Matt Boyd threw two innings, one walk, 4 Ks, 37 pitches, 11 swings, 5 whiffs for a 45% whiff rate. His own contact was 67%. He threw 10 sliders, 4 swings, 3 whiffs, 75% whiff rate, 6 called strikes for a 90% CSW. Matt Boyd. Oh boy. Kyle Tucker looks great. I mean, that goes without saying. He's just a great player. He's leading off when he's playing. I think he's just getting reps in before WBC. Don't know how to handle that. Where he's going to bat this year in the lineup. I still think it's early because Jordan hasn't been in there. So we have to just wait a little bit more to kind of gauge. But he's a good value no matter what. If he bats second, he's going to bring in a ton of runs. If he bats fifth, he's just going to drive in more runs than have runs scored. So um, we're going to have a backup catcher duel at Houston Astros. Corey Lee versus... Yanio Diaz, Corey Lee yesterday hit a home run, um, 108 miles per hour. Again, we don't know about the gun, but 406 feet. Um, he's got two extra base hits this season in the spring training so far, double and a home run. He's Right now, he's out hitting Yanio Diaz, so keep your eye on that. Jordan Hicks continues to dazzle with velo, but disappoint with control. He touched 102-2 with the sinker, and he sat 100.7, but he threw 25 pitches, 13 balls, you know, 12 swings overall, 5 whips, 42% whiff rate, fine. Jordan Hicks is going right now at 680, average draft position in draft champions on the NFBC in the last three weeks. He also had not been drafted in two out of the 21 drafts. But, you know, obviously they have Ryan Housley, Giovanni Gallegos. We know how quality of the arms they are. But Jordan Hicks still provides a little bit of that hope for us, right? Well, oh, maybe you just get it right. But you can make worse picks, spec- worse picks speculating at the back end of the bullpens. Um, late in draft champions. Mitch Keller, two innings pitch, four hits, three earned runs, no walks, four Ks with two home runs allowed. His two home runs allowed were left up in the zone. A sweeper to Anthony Volpe and a sinker to Rafael Ortega, both high in the zone. Um, Rafael Ortega on the Yankees, two for three with a home run. He has started now versus two right-handed pitchers and one left-handed pitcher. Who knows if the Yankees will give him a shot, but with that right field porch and his pull tendencies, could make for an interesting spec play. If you if you're feeling really really frisky at the end of a draft champion, Anthony Volpe continues his hot hitting. He's four for eleven with a home run, two stolen bases, one walk, two strikeouts in the spring. He led off for the second time, and he batted fifth the other time he played. Um, he's played second, short, and second. Five swings and one whiff in this game. No chases out of the zone. I included a little pitch plot to see um, what I really like to on the game feed on Statcast is that when you go to the pitching breakdowns and you look at um, the velo and the movement and the swings and the whiffs and the call strikes and the CSW, all that, you can do that for batters too. There's a tab up the top. Instead of pitcher, you switch it to batter. 
and you can see how the batters are swinging out of the zone, swinging in the zone, or they're making contact in the zone, um, how many foul balls they fit, how many balls they put in play. Um, I don't think it's probably used as much by analysts, um, but I kind of use it, especially with some younger guys or players with plate discipline that I just want to see how they're handling certain pitchers and if they are you know, improving in any facet of the game. But looking at it right now for rookies and guys who might make a, a real big stance this year in fantasy baseball, I'm kind of, I was kind of a little, a little warm on Anthony Volpe. Obviously, I like the skills. But I was a little concerned about the playing time this season. But I think more and more, the, the more I think about it, I think they will be not hesitant to DH or bench DJ LeMahieu more often than not. Personally, I think they should let Volpe and Oswald Peraza play. Let the young kids play. Use them as shortstops slash utility players. It's time to infuse the Yankees with youth. The they need these players, to, I think, to bring them to that next level that they're looking for this season. Verandi Contreras, 33 pitches, 2 innings pitched, 15 swings and 4 whiffs, so a 27% whiff rate. His zone contact was 90%. His 6 called strikes helped them to a 30% CSW. I'm not sure where I fall with Verandi Contreras. He had a very, very unfortunate K-minus walk in full count. Last season, it was one of the highest ever in Major League history in like the last five or six years um, that I looked at. And what that means is he just gets unfortunate in full count situations where, um, you know, the league average is minus three Ks per walk in full counts. And he was up in the um, minus 40 percentile. So minus 40 percent, sorry, not percentile, just minus 40 percent in general. So he didn't have much um going on his side but if that kind of gets a little better right um maybe the outlook is better for him on the surface and stats wise so just keep an eye on that nate pearson was up again 1.4 miles an hour on the four seam 101 max he sat 99.2 10 swings two whiffs 50 percent o swing 57 percent o swing he had slider he had four swings off the slider and three whiffs a 75 percent whiff rate on the slider and a 50 percent csw on the slider he just looks really good i mean he kind of reminds me of spencer strider in a way like the way he can impact with his arm the quality of his arm i think he's going to be a huge huge asset for the not only the blue jays but any fantasy baseball owner who can utilize him in a specific way whether it's a head-to-head league or a um a roto league i think you can find creative ways to use him this season he might reach the 80 90 100 inning threshold coming in as a, a bridge reliever to the bullpen he might even close some games on two or three inning you know saves when maybe jordan romano is pitched back back days or is unavailable Whatever. I just think the arm is quality, and I think that you should just be aware of him in, in, in several different formats. I think you'll be able to plug and play him in creative ways. Um, the Colorado Rockies, Alan Trejo started at shortstop. Coco Montas at second base. I covered this lady in the injury reports. Uh, Lance Lynn, three innings pitch, 51 pitches, six hits, four in runs, one walk, three K. The cutter got six whiffs on 13 swings for a 45% whiff rate on the cutter. Adam Wainwright, again, showed early velocity readings are really low, and I know the velocity reading can be tricky in general, 
right now in spring training, but, you know, a veteran like Adam Wainwright has a routine, you know, the approach to get ready to a season that I'm sure is way better than my approach to even get up and start my day with fucking coffee and taking out my dog. So just know it's a big dip in velo. It's it's minus three miles an hour across several pitches, minus 4.3 on the four-seam fastball. Corbin Burns gave up two runs in two and a third innings with one walk and two Ks. I watched it, and he just looked a little pissy about the pitch clock, and he had some pitch calm issues. He was also working with a new catcher, right? Will William Contreras is there. Um, he had a stretch last year, post-All-Star break, to the end of August, where he was just... He was not um, first pitcher off the board material. And then that doesn't mean that I think he's a bad pitcher. I think he's a really good pitcher, Corbin Burns. But to be first pitcher off the board... You have to go better than a 13-start stretch post-All-Star break where he had a 20K minus walk percentage. I just don't see why he's like consensus locked in number one SP. I see a, a lot of analysts, that, and that's fine. Like You can have your thoughts, obviously. These are my thoughts. And I just think that we've just grown accustomed to the throwing him as SP1 or SP2. And there's certain people who said he's a lock as SP1, and I just don't agree with that. I just, like I said, he was a stretch last year where I not only sat him in leagues, in online championships, but there was weeks where I started him where I actually thought about sitting him even more often than not. And I, I don't know if that just played back in my head and that's bias, and it's a small, you know, it's a 14 start stretch, 13 start stretch that um, that I mentioned with the 20K minus walk, 20% K minus walk. So I just, just beware. I, I just don't think he's locked in as the best pitcher off the board, but I do do think that he's a very good pitcher. Um, I also don't know why traditional box scores just sometimes don't have pitches thrown for strikes and balls. I mean, it doesn't seem that fucking hard. It's 2023. We can see someone taking a piss in a country 17,000 miles away, but we can't see balls and strikes for pitchers. Um, put it in there, MLB.com. Uh, we saw Mitch Garver behind the plate for a second game in the spring for NFBC plays. We know that he's utility only to start this season. Um, but, you know, I think for where he's going right now, I think you can, he's going at 390 ADP in the last 21 draft champion. So even if he is your utility bat to start the season or on the bench, he started 14 games last season at catcher by May 8th. And then he went on the IL on May 10th and returned to DH only duties before he had surgery on July 11th. Great to see him get into two games right now in the spring. I think he'll get catcher eligibility by the middle of May for you in season. And I think that'll be huge. I think the bat right now, the catcher two going that late is a score. I was smashed that every time. And a draft champion. For the Padres, we saw Seth Lugo and Adrian Morjon go three innings apiece. This is after Nick Martinez threw four innings pitch in his last start. So they're starting to kind of quiet down the rumors that maybe we all had about them. Or questions we all had about them not being able to give good length to the Padres this season. So just keep your tabs on the amount of pitches they're throwing and how far they're going into game. Isan Diaz batted third for the second time this spring for the Giants. Just interesting. Um, he might make the team as a, a utility bat, a flexible, versatile bat that they can move around. He hasn't really shown he can handle the bat in the major leagues, but, you know, crazier things have happened. Nico Horner is set to lead off to start the season as he should be. He's a stud draft away on Nico Horner. Ryan Nelson had another tough start, an, innings in, an inning in two-third, 
with four hits, three on runs, two walks, and one K. Quote unquote, he said, Sometimes my plan doesn't line up with how to attack these hitters. Nelson said, Like Freeman, I probably shouldn't have thrown that change up in the zone, but I'm just trying to fill up the zone with all my pitches right now. Okay. Um, I don't know. He's uh, ended last season pretty well, but then he got hurt, right? And it's kind of just a rumbling that his shoulder might still be a little impinged or damaged. So just keep your tabs on him. Obviously, everyone loves Brandon Fott on the Diamondbacks, and he's barking down the door to get into the major leagues and start right off the bat. You know, you still have Joy Jamison, Madison Bumgarner, Zach Davies is going to be there to eat up innings as well. So just keep tabs on Ryan Nelson and keep your expectations in check for him this season. Scotty McGuff entered the game in the third inning for the Diamondbacks. That's the spot sometimes reserved for the closer. Um, it can also be the fourth inning as well, but in spring trainings, teams will try to align their closer when the other team's regular bats are still in the game. So it could be third inning or fourth inning, but keep your eye on that. Obviously, it could be a whole carousel of closers that they're trying in the third and fourth inning, but just something to keep in your mind when you're looking at the closers when they come in in spring training games. Likewise for the Dodgers, Evan Phillips entered in the fourth before Alex Vasier. Um, LAD just has so many great arms. I would speculate on all of them. And if you're playing a bunch of mass entries in the NFBC, the draft champions, there's, I would take a shot on Phillips. I would take a shot on Yancy Almonte. I would take a shot on Ga- uh, Bruce Greaterall. Daniel Hudson. So many <laughs> good options that the Dodgers can go to. I think there's a, there's a scenario where they can all get 7 to 10 saves apiece. Jason Haywood and David Peralta are getting plenty of reps to get going for the season. Um, not a really a great sign, I think, to start the season for James Outman, but um, these veterans are kind of the, the guys that the Dodgers might trust rolling out there every day until they prove that they're not effective, and James Outman or Trace Thompson could force the issue that to get more playing time. The top of the KC Royals lineup slugged hard against a weak Angels pitching staff, but I think just looking at that lineup in general, as they get younger, as they roll out more of their, their youth into the lineup, I just think just, just keep an eye on the lineup, eh? Might not be as bad as we are projecting as a whole. Um, for the Washington Nationals, Wayne Thomas looks like he's locked off at leadoff to start the season. I think he's going to get the first run to bat leadoff. I don't know where C.J. Abrams bats. Maybe it's second, maybe it's lower in the lineup. But I think it's important to um, start the season with notes on how guys might go playing time-wise. So Lane Thomas, I would um, be aggressive on drafting him. I think they're going to give him a bunch of rope because he's just better than a lot of their outfielders anyway. Kenta Maeda threw two innings pitch, one walk, two Ks. I think I like him this year. I think I think the quality innings pitch for him will be good for your team. I don't think the Twins will let him go f- a lot further than five innings in many starts. They kind of do that with their veterans anyway. Guys like Chris Archer, uh, Dylan Bundy. I'm not saying Kenta Maeda is of their quality pitchers overall, but it is their tendencies, and they do have a very deep bullpen. They're very good deep bullpen that can get the game to close um, the ninth inning through their bullpen. So short stint for Maeda, but I think they're going to be quality short stints. Let's just go through some injury news. Seiya Suzuki of the Cubs. The club doesn't expect to rush him back. Um, Jed Hoyer says, I think a lot of bad decisions are made around opening day. It's one day on the calendar, but people rush back for it, and we want to make sure that we are patient if he makes it back for that that's great but that's not what we care about we just care about him getting totally healthy and I agree with that statement uh, I think that's fixated statement for um, 
is he going to be ready by opening day? It's 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 just a day, just a day. You want him ready for the majority of the season, not just for opening day. Um, I've taken him at two hundred eighty, um, two hundred in an online championship. And I think in a 12-team league, if he's in that area, I think you can go for it. If he misses the first couple of weeks of April, I think it's okay. I think he's stashable. I think you can work your way around that. I don't think that's an impossible thing to get by. And if he's out until July, then you can cut him. The 12-team league, I picked 200. He was my outfield of four. Fine, move on. That's it. Turn and burn anyway, right? Um, I think this, though, will help Christopher Morel get some more frequent looks early in the season. Remember that early looks in production can lead to extended looks in the season. He's got very loud skills, also some weak plate discipline, you know, swing and miss, chase. But um, at his cost right now in ADP um, and draft champions, he is going at pick 283, second base outfield eligible. Really good, really good spot right there, I think, for a good possible power speed source and in all my championships as well. He could be a guy that can cover multiple spots. And again, at a point in the draft where you can cut if he's just not looking good. Jack Flaherty had his Grapefruit League debut pushed back to Sunday due to a lower half discomfort. According to Derek Gould of a St. Louis patch. Stay away. I just think he's a dud. Stay away. Connor Wong had to exit Thursday's Grapefruit League game versus the Phillies with a tight left hamstring. Ian Brown of MLB.com reports. Red Sox manager Alex Cora said after the game of Wong's injury that it doesn't look great right now, but hopefully we can get better news tomorrow morning. This probably will keep Jorge Alfaro on the roster for sure locked in to start the season. He probably was rumbling already that Connor Wong was going to start in the minors with Alfaro there. And, but... This thinks to have some Connor Wong as catcher four and draft champions. I think the skills are loud. Just keep your eye on him. He had the 13 best arm for a catcher. His pop time was 89th percentile. Very good splits versus righties in the major league. He's a righty batter. And he had a very good split in the minor league too versus righties. So um, from September on, Connor Wong has 16 starts versus Reese McGuire's 13. And nine of those starts came versus right-handed pitchers. So... Um, if you project him for something like 300 plate appearances, he comes out to like nine homers, four stolen bases for a catcher. And that already puts him at a value just on par with Christian Vasquez. So again, I'm not projecting him for that many plate appearances, but you could see where the skills are with Connor Wong. He, um, he had a ton of ground balls in the major league, but 86% zone contact, 11.8% barrels per batted ball events, 110 max EV. And he also had 88th percentile on sprint speed. Um, Small sample too, but the exit velocity on fly balls is 100.3 miles per hour. So, really like Connor Wong. Um, Brian Bayo, forearm status and timetable expected to become clearer next week, according to um, Ian Brown of MLB.com. And I think buy the dip on him if he falls. He is 377 ADP right now in the last 21 draft champion. At some point of the season, we're going to get some impact from him. I really like his ability to give you some solid stats this year. So, I would. I would I would go after him if he keeps falling too. If people aren't sure of that in draft champions, just go. Go for it. Um and I also also buy Cutter Crawford in draft and holds. He showed some good spurts last year and I think the Red Sox will give him some run too in case um Whitlock is also injured, right? Tanner Hawk might just not be a starter, he might just be a long reliever. Um, let's move on to the Texas Rangers manager Bruce Bochy said Thursday that Jose LeClerc's neck will no longer play for the Dominican Republic. 
in the World Baseball Classic. He's dealing with some left neck tightness, so he and the Dodgers have decided it's best for him to skip the WC left neck tightness. There's no left neck and right neck. There's a, a left side of the neck. Um, we could just say that. But um, I just don't think he starts the season as closer. He might have a short leash because of the walks, maybe, the the wildness. And we don't know what Bruce Bochy's going to do. He has shown tendencies in the past with the Giants and the Padres. Different rules, right? He didn't have the three batters face rule. Um, so it was Lugie central with him. A lot of guys changing in and out of lineups. He had the extended... Um, Extended rosters in September, so he was always cycling through a bunch of closers and relievers. So we just have to keep that in mind that we don't know how we can't look back on his tendencies because it was at a different time with different rules. But I still, still think Jose Leclerc started the closer. He he's at pick one seventy three now in draft champions, um, and one seventy seven in online championships. It's a spot where if you missed on the earlier saves, you're like targeting him and maybe you don't like what's behind him in Kyle Finnegan and Carlos Estevez. So he might be, there's a lot of uncertainty maybe behind it, but it's also a spot where guys are desperate for saves. So if you believe in the skills and I still think you should target him there. Brandon Rogers was determined to have suffered significant damage to the capsule on his left shoulder following an MRI on Wednesday and could be facing season-ending surgery. Thomas Harding of MLB.com reports they might start the season with Alan Trejo at second base, but keep your eye on Coco Montas, like I mentioned in the previous pod. There's also a chance that Ryan McMahon moves back to second base, and then maybe Elo Harris Montero gets another crack at third base. So I hope you enjoyed the quick breakdown. Well, not quick, but I try to make them quick. You know, I really do, and I take all these notes, and I'm like, oh, fuck it. I might as well just say it, say it all to people. So anyway, have a good fucking weekend, and don't be a bag of shit.